Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another episode of G Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And today I am joined by Erica Blumenthal. She is the co-founder of Yes Way Rosé. You have seen the wine. I have seen the wine in Target. Um, mostly just because I spent a lot of time in Target. Uh, you guys hit shelves in, tw- shelves in 2018 and now it's almost 2022. That's huge. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Very happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. We met sort of randomly through a friend of ours. We were at her play. Shout out Kiara. Shout out Kiara. And uh, she was like, oh, you guys should really talk. And it became very clear that Kiara was right. Kiara's usually always right. So I'm very... We shared, we have the same shoes. Yes, right. Exactly. We had the same shoes. What color did you have again? I have a white pair and a kind of a bright blue pair. So we're talking about the Sabas, which I put on my feet in July, bought a handful more pairs of them. I don't want to say the exact number. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with all the colors and they're so comfortable. I have them on right now. I'm wearing them in red. They're just really comfortable. I love them. How do you feel about the whites? I've been, I've been eyeing the whites, but nervous about how they'll hold up over time. I don't wear them every day. Okay. I bring them with me when I travel. If you're on a beach vacation mm. or going to the beach, they're great. Sure. But I don't wear them to, like, to the grocery store. But they haven't okay. gotten that dirty. Okay, that they're is good very to know. good shoes. They really are. We haven't like spent a ton of time talking about Sabas on the show. I feel like they come up on my Instagram from time to time. I can't recommend them enough. Uh, the Instagram ads, or I think the Facebook ads, like pulled me in <laughs> and... I bought one pair and then I was like, I'll just keep buying more pairs. Uh, and I have and great colors. Kind of great like candy. colors. Yeah. I just brought my Denali green ones home for Thanksgiving. Were they a hit? They were a hit. I'm planning on bringing my, the ones called Chin Chin, which is like the champagne colored, but they just came out with a gold, like a pure gold. And now I'm like, do I need the gold? Finding the perfect holiday gift for someone you love is no easy task, especially in the last few years when everyone's developed new hobbies and new ways to pass the time. If you're anything like me and my family, you haven't spent a ton of time together in the last few years, and it makes picking out the perfect present more of an undertaking than usual. That's why I've been leaning on Klarna to help me nab the best gifts this holiday season. This special holiday shopping segment is presented by Klarna and Acast Creative. Okay, I know, I know. It's not the gift that makes the holiday special. But when I think back on all of my favorite holidays, I think about the gifts I got from those who love me most and know me best. Like my parents. From the time I was a little kid, they've always knocked the whole present thing out of the park. Now it's my turn to wrangle my siblings and do the same for them. We're always trying to come up with the best gifts for our parents, but it always feels like when December rolls around, we're in pure panic mode. My parents are super good at gift giving, especially my mom, which is so annoying because 
if she's getting us good gifts, we want to be able to do the same for her. She's one of those people who overhears you saying, oh, I love that, about something you see in a store in May, says absolutely nothing, and then presents it to you on Christmas morning. My brother and sister and I joined forces last year, and we got our mom the Dyson Airwrap, the pretty pricey hair tool that we knew she'd never buy herself. We knew she'd love it, and we were right. She was totally shocked on Christmas morning, and she still talks about it and uses it to this day. How can we top that this year? We decided one thing. Our money can go a lot farther if we pool it for one big, meaningful present that she'll really love. Last year was proof. But what are we supposed to get? Okay, Ben had a good idea, and now I'm forgetting what it was. Yeah, I was home the other day, and I noticed that mom and dad's coffee machine is pretty old. So I thought it could be nice if we bought them a new one. I actually think that would actually work. Because I feel like every time we get mom a gift, it's like a matter of she doesn't ever want anything. She's like, oh, I'm not going to use it. I won't use it. She'll use a coffee maker. Yeah, she'll, and she, every time she uses it, she'll, she'll think, think of about us. us. Lucy, what do you think? Thoughts? I love that idea. Um, selfishly, I was thinking the other day how I needed a new Keurig. So this is great for me because maybe I can take the one in their house uh, <laughs> to my apartment. Well, that's really the important nice. part of all of this. <laughs> Since we're using all of our juice just coming up with ideas, we're using Klarna to help us put our shopping plans into motion. With Klarna, we can trawl through curated guides to help spark some new ideas we may not be considering. Turns out there's a lot of great content out there. So my sister and I are nine years apart with our brother in between. And we all have a different amount we're comfortable sending on gifts. So Klarna makes it easy to stay within our individual budgets while seeking out this perfect item. They even offer flexible payment options, a nice bonus. I think we could probably get a really nice one for well under $300, which would mm. have us all putting in between like 75, 80, 85 bucks. Is that, does that work for everybody? Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, on the app, you can track it. So like if the price goes lower, mm-hmm. it'll alert you. And that way we can get the best mm. deal. And no one loves oh, cool. a deal more than mom and dad. I love a good deal. Everyone loves a good deal. And maybe we could get it on really on sale and then use the extra money to buy something else. Yeah, like Lucy's Keurig. We may have totally set the bar way too high last Christmas, but thanks to shopping with Klarna, this holiday season is sure to knock last year out of the park. Just please don't ask us what's under the tree for mom in 2022. We're going to have to start planning that one on New Year's Day. To see what coffee makers my siblings and I are keeping an eye on, among other things, Download the Klarna app and check out my G Thanks Just Bought It gift guide under Gifts for All. Have you tried the shearling? Okay, so I have tried the shearling. And while I wholeheartedly recommend it for other people, I run so hot (laughs) that like if my feet are hot, it is sayonara to the rest of my body. Like I will like die. Yeah. I thought that, you know, both of us moved to Los Angeles yes. from New York. Yes. I really had this, you know, fantasy about Los Angeles being like shearling footwear weather. Yep. Um, and like that's what you do in the winter, but it's not been the case. It's too warm. It's literally 85 degrees out today. <laughs> I honestly remember last December and November being much colder than it is this year. So it I was guess, pretty warm. And it was pretty warm, <laughs> but it was colder than this. I guess that's the way it's going to go for the rest of our lives. It's like slowly just burning up. And we're in like, I don't know, we're in like location A of like climate change. 
Like, I was just looking out here, and it's, like, so hazy out today. Oh, by the way, Eric and I are recording in my car. This is very Los Angeles <laughs> and amazing. Uh, Dan is down for the count from his booster shot. Lottie cannot stand to be in the same house as me but not able to reach me um so i was like i think the car is the best bet and i put my seatbelt on as soon yes as erica I- got into the car and put her seatbelt on we're not going anywhere we're literally stationary in the car but safety first safety first so you started a wine company yes how do you here's the broad question how do you start a wine company well nikki my uh best friend and business partner we started in a very untraditional way I, my background is in fashion, and I actually did something similar to what you did, but pre-podcasting, mm-hmm. and I was a fashion editor, and I wrote the browsing column for the New York Times. So I basically shopped right. you know, and shared people what I found or what I thought that they should buy. And uh, Nikki is a graphic designer and art director, and we lived in New York. We never had a, a drink. We'd go out. We wouldn't know what to order, like house red, house white. And I know you don't... Yeah, I don't do, really drink. You don't really drink. Yeah. Um, but so that makes it easier. But not knowing what you, you know, knowing you kind of maybe want something, but not knowing what is right. really not fun. It is. And and as a, also I'll say, like as someone who's just sober by choice and not necessarily by necessity, like mm-hmm. I will have a drink every once in a while, but there is so much pressure in being a non-drinker ordering a drink like you just don't have those training wheels off yeah so I'm always like margarita and they're like this is an Italian wine bar and I'm like margarita (laughs) Uh, so I like have zero I don't know I choke like I I actually am more you know some people who don't drink are are self-conscious about ordering a Diet Coke or ordering a water or salts or whatever I'm more self-conscious about ordering a drink and being like this was the wrong drink yeah totally I don't know what this is okay so 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 I understand that yeah so then sometime in you know 2011 2012 we discovered rosé and it just changed everything. We're like, this is so beautiful. It it It's so easy to drink and light. And the wine was really affordable. Mm-hmm. And it was just inspired so much humor and newfound joy in our lives. And we just like joked about it constantly. And we couldn't believe that, you know, there was this wine existed yeah. that was... You know, just like the perfect pink. Interesting. And, um, and just such a, such a delight to drink. So we, um, at that time, we we didn't, we couldn't really envision having a wine at that time. It was like very new to us. We didn't know all the ways that we, we could make it, but we knew we wanted to do something with our passion. Mm-hmm. So we started making lifestyle products and we started our um, Instagram, Yesterday Rosé, and we utilized uh, the Instagram to promote the lifestyle products yeah. and also to show our love for rosé. So, with- so you like started with merch first? Yeah, we started with we like yeah we built a wine brand essentially without the wine. Wow! And but this didn't really exist at the time. And this look that we created, which is on the tote bag that I had, was this bit you know these this very bold um, logo which was very different than what existed this was in 2013 in right. the market and the logo that Nikki designed for our, our tote bag which was our first product is the logo that's on our wine which came out in 2018 wow. so we were thinking about it um, and then during that time we really were promoting rosé as um, as a lifestyle but we were also um, promoting other wine brands and really 
becoming experts in wine so yeah. that when it came the time to make our own, we knew exactly what we wanted to do. That's so fascinating to me because I don't know that I would have even thought about reverse engineering. It was not intentional. It wasn't. Like that. Okay. But we knew, um, but from learning everything we could, not being wine experts yep. and really took taking the time to dive into it. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, we we're like, we, we want our rosé to be French. We want it to be very classic. We want it to be accessible in price and yeah. availability. Right. And, and, you know, we have, with incredible packaging. And then we hit shelves first in 2018 at Target. And now we're uh, the fourth best-selling rosé in the country. That's insane. Yeah. And we have a line of, you know, uh, bubbles, which I have here, which I know you gifted the wine to your... Yes, I did. Um, cousin. Yes. So she's going to get to try the next... Yes. I'm excited. Know, some bubbles. She's 25, so she's, like, right in your wheelhouse of, I assume, demographic, which is, like, when you walk... At least for me, too. And I think some people turn their nose up at, at the at the experience of like buying wine at Target or whatever if that's like your journey to be like w wine snobby but like it's about lab the label and it's about affordability yeah and it's about something tasting good right I mean we're in a lot of different stores now so you know we're in you know like a Sprouts and Gelson's yeah. and also um in Trader Joe's so you know it People are finding it in different places. Totally, and I think we really over deliver with the wine. So, and this is what we've always aimed to do. So, people buy it for the packaging, great, but they're not going to buy it again in, if, it if the wine isn't good. And yeah. the wine is good, which is why people we, keep buying you know, it. We keep growing. I think. I think there is something to be said for really speaking to getting very early. If you were doing this in 2013, it's just like very early on the rosé. I mean, you basically started the rosé lifestyle, sort of situation you lisa vanderpump yeah <laughs> we we were definitely instrumental in the you know in rose popularizing and becoming yeah i, I mean i believe that we were because you know it, it didn't exist at that time no it didn't um some you know roses existed but how um how we talked about it was yeah it was different and how i think how it exists more colloquially to today yeah i mean it's it is the drink of a certain demographic i mean and right and beyond that and i beyond. mean i mean men love you know drinking rosé sure. and trying it we have a like our our demographic is really uh, spans you know like people awesome. buy it for their 21st birthday people buy it for their 50th birthdays you know and just casually yeah for your everyday hanging so you were kind of coming off the tail end of like the big skinny girl phenomenon um, I mean, I think that's still around. No, it totally is. But the, the when it boomed, it was like right. 2011. Yeah this, yeah, this was after that. This was after that. W any any good lessons in business you gleaned from the Skinny Girl brand or Bethany Frankel in general? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think we look at it sometimes even now. I'm trying to think of a specific example. I think that what she did and, and what she did was, was different, but she really... um went with something super focused yep. at first yep. and she really owned it and she wasn't trying to be everything to everyone and people and it caught on you yeah. know and i'm sure that um people in the alcohol industry probably turned their nose up at it i think there is a kind of a snobby snobby snobbery snobbery mm -hmm. I can't word um 
at first, but then if you could just keep going, you know, like you're going to have the kind of success that she has. Totally. I mean, you also think about this in terms of books, which is like a market I know much better than I know wine, but like, it's the same thing. Like people think that the books that you buy and the wine that you buy, whether you actually read the books or not, whether you actually know why the wine tastes good or if it even tastes good, mm-hmm. um, says something about them, but people like what they like. And, yeah. and a lot of times like chiclet is reduced to chiclet when it's like, this is actually incredible fun fiction and Rosé is very good wine and it's fun and you enjoy drinking it. And sometimes it doesn't run much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Were you ever up against the, anyone who, who you were trying to pitch your product to, did anyone not get you? Oh yeah. I think that, people didn't get us for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we always, once we were, once we sort of were honing in on what we were doing and quit our other jobs and were like, we could see it, you know? And, and we, right. we saw what we were doing and were much more intentional about it. But a lot of people didn't get it. A lot of people said no to us. A lot mm. of people thought it was a joke for a long time. And and we hated that. You know, yeah. we're like, you can have a, you know, a brand that's fun and be very Good. serious yeah. and, and quality about it. And I think a lot of brands are that way. Um, but, yeah, we definitely uh, got some strange faces sometimes and definitely... No. Did anyone like eat crow afterwards? Has anyone who has ever rejected <laughs> you like called you up and been like, never mind, we want? No, but we know, you know. Yeah. I think we think success is the best revenge. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, I mean, you guys are everywhere. And I feel that, I mean, I personally feel like I have known about, for me to know about, yes, I would say, like, for me to know about a wine brand says something, because mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so you guys, like, I'm truly not paying attention. You guys really are everywhere. I've seen you in Trader Joe's. I just, like, like I said, I spend a lot of time in Target, so you're there. But I also see all of the people who came after you, because all of a sudden, the space became very crowded with like the cutest packaging and mm-hmm. canned rosé and oh my god remember like the first can of rosé in 2016 or whatever and now it's like everywhere yeah everywhere we and, have cans yeah of course i mean of course and like lover boy is like essentially what well, the just can like sparkling business, seltzer the can and sparkling seltzer um we have spritzes that part of it really blew up in the last few years kind of apart from yeah of rosé and why more, is that i think it was more about the well there was white claw that really oh, kind yeah, of sure. kicked things off in like a whole other you know whole other way but i think it's like the low alcohol low calorie um element to it mm-hmm. and the can packaging which makes it really Convenient. You know, convenient. Yeah, you can also like open one and drink one to yourself mm-hmm. in a way that is like far less problematic than maybe just like cracking open a bottle of wine and yeah. going to town on the entire thing alone. It sort of like portions it out a little bit yeah. better. It's convenient. I mean, like all the commercials for that stuff is like you're on a boat, you're at the beach, you're in the backyard. I mean, like I've never been on a boat in my life. I mean, not like that kind of boat. But I'm like, yeah, I could totally party on a boat, you know, yeah. popping bottles on the boat. Um, what is what do you think the next iteration of 
fun alcohol is. Like we've done cans, we've done, I mean, rosé, then canned everything. Like what's, what is on the horizon? That's such a great question. Next on the horizon. I mean, I think that we're in, I think because there's been this huge influx, you said of like people, you know, wanting to get in on it and and as they should, that is this like the best products are going to, and the best brands will, you know, remain yep. in the next few years. Yep. And the others who are just trying to sneak in there might might not be have a, a strong presence in the next year. I think you're going to see a lot more um, like canned um, like cocktails. Yep. And I don't I think that the that can business is really just starting starting and, and alternate pa- packaging and yeah. other sizes like not just your 750 milliliter bottle, but yeah, um, you know, brands doing like boxes or kegs, like larger formats and also fun, smaller formats. Do you think that that was already well on its way pre-pandemic? Or do you think the idea that like, you know, everyone was doing cocktails to go. And I remember seeing all my friends in New York carrying home, you know, the takeout courts of cocktails from their favorite bars and they were mm-hmm. picking up food and the laws around that got really laxed and people you know people have always drank at the beach but now there's like easier ways to do it without getting mm-hmm. caught do you feel like that was already on its way or do you feel like the pandemic has opened up different opportunities for like the way that that we consume and and sort of visualize ourselves consuming alcohol I think that it's a little bit of both. I think that it was already on its way. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was like, okay, now it's definitely on its way. But I think that there's this other part that's that that um, restaurants and, and bars and what we call like on-premise places that, you know, where you're drinking, you know, on-premise like right. hotels. Yeah. That people want to be socializing again as soon as as soon as we can yep. and wanting people to bring in, um, you know, bring people in so they can enjoy again. So maybe that's working, you know, the bars or restaurants creating special cocktails right. with, with the products or having special um, like alternate packaging as well yes. there. So I think that there's both. I think that, like those places need to figure out or will figure out and evolve mm-hmm. because they have to, yeah, their world was turned upside down by totally. the pandemic and that those products geared towards drinking at home, drinking at the park, you know, drinking on the beach, outdoor right. places right. is not going to, I think it's going to continue. Continue, yeah. And I think there's a lot of innovation that can happen with that. It's, it is it is really interesting. And like I said, like just as someone who's not paying attention, even I can see sort of the, the ever-evolving yeah. landscape. Um, if you guys can hear that, that's the lawn guy for my neighbors in the backyard. <laughs> this is the sound of the suburbs. Um, You're I, in Los Angeles County. We, yeah. we Truly, like, I can't even see him, but I can hear him. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it loudly. Oh, there he is. Just, like, walking the streets with his, like, leaf blower. I love him. He's so nice. He comes to our place on Saturdays. He's a great guy. Nice guy. Okay. Do you walk around... When you walk around like Target, do you walk around and see what's going on in the in the alcohol department, even if you're not buying? Yeah. A- well, you know, I'm always buying because gifts and, mm-hmm. you know, showing up to a friend's house and uh, like sometimes we just have things like Dan. Dan drinks. But but ever since we started dating and at this point, that was eight years ago, uh, 
does not drink as much mm-hmm. anymore because like if no, you know if you're the only one it's like a little weird um to do it that often but right. he'll drink but like again like i'm a little intimidated by the space mm-hmm. because it's just like not something i know very well right so again i'm like margarita yeah <laughs> um but right. i do know that at costco a few summers ago i bought you know those like freezy ice pops right but they had alcohol in uh-huh. them and i was like well this is fun oh yeah and i had some of those but also i would just eat a freezy ice pop by itself. Yeah. No alcohol. Totally. I'm easy. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I'm still getting used to California where you can buy alcohol in Target. Right. When we started, when we were set out to do our wine, we um, we had had an interest from Target because we had presented a lifestyle mm-hmm. collaboration as, as any, you know, brand tried to do at yep. that point and still does. And it got in the hands of their adult beverage buyer. And we didn't know at that point, living in New York, that Target even sold wine. So we're right. like, obviously, this is perfect. Our brand is perfect for, you know, to be sold here. But we didn't even know. Of course. So, um, right. If you live in New York, you don't know that. But in, in California, you can buy wine. You buy wine everywhere. anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. And that's the other thing, too, is is just sort of by pure osmosis, no longer being separated mm-hmm from alcohol in the way that I was as a consumer because I wasn't going into places where alcohol was being sold because I wasn't buying it. I mean, now it's just all around me and mm-hmm. I think I take it in more. Yeah. Like I tried to buy Loverboy the other day. I was trying to find it because I love watching Summer House on Bravo <laughs> and I wanted to bring it as like a joke, but everyone also loves it. But I wanted to be like, you know, we're watching Winter House on Bravo and I wanted to bring like cans of Loverboy and I couldn't can find it anywhere um but that also sort of calls back to the supply chain issue right. with cans aluminum has been tough right i say that like i know what i'm talking about right another thing i learned on summer house because during the pandemic i know aluminum was also suffering in the supply chain yes um so has there been any sort of stopgap for you guys or, or is everything okay are you uh, going and stomping on the grapes yourselves? Is that, I guess we're what I'm not asking. Good, well, we're not. All of our wine is made in France, right? So we haven't been business there trip. since. Yeah, we we <laughs> used to take up many. You know, yeah, it's the best part of the year is our business trip. Yeah, but we we haven't been yet since the pandemic. We actually just ran into our biggest supply chain hurdle today, which is has has to do with the foil around our mini bubbles, which our mini bubbles are single serving, wow. super cute. Yeah. Um, Great for like when you're you just want to have one one yep. drink. Yep. Um but and they 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 sell really well. So of course we need do. to have some yeah. more, you know, you in need stores. <laughs> um and we're running into an issue with that. I bet. Which has not been we have to make a decision tomorrow morning. What what about, are the choices? About <laughs> not, not good. Oh no. But you know, it just I think that what we've learned is like a lot of companies are gonna have to deal with this and the and the kinds of like materials. I mean, it's not the wine you know, th- right. which, is, which is fine. Right. You know, it's part of the packaging. And I think that consumers understand that like things aren't perfect all around. Well, they're definitely, it's there. People are becoming much closer to how they shop, what they're shopping for mm-hmm. and in the manner in which they get it. Like you just don't like food, you know, I think to a lot of people, food just shows up on the table. Right. And I think for a lot of people, like packages just like arrive in the mail. Right. And I think I'm guilty of that to some respect, to some extent, rather. I mean, I do have a husband who is a literal agro journalist. So <laughs> we, I have, we have been talking about the supply chain in my house for like two years. He's like, you got to get ready. It's going to happen. And he's like, no one's talking about it. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden he was right. So I feel like I, I'm more in tune to that than most. But I still, I still get confused where I'm like, 
how come I ordered this thing three weeks ago and it's not at my house yet? And you really do have to sort of take yourself through the like the of it all, right. you know? And I think people do understand. And I think if they don't understand, that's like a, right. them, a them problem. Right. I mean, we're also a pretty big business. There's also the, the smaller businesses right. who aren't, you know, if you order a shirt or something, you know, from a small business yep. and it's COVID and they're not going into their... Uh, factories factory and, yep. or shipping center every day and it just takes a little while you know then you can't buy that shirt if you right you might not want to wait a little bit it's the domino effect uh, like in every single corner of our lives and to think that now it's been almost two years since this all began and i say it all the time but still as i think back to march 2020 and i laugh because i remember in one of my group chats we were like we're really gonna be doing this till june 2020 <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are in our second christmas season um, I think we've gotten more accustomed to it. Right. I think people are more aware of like the, I, I guess like their personal econ, their neighbor economy, like mm-hmm. their local economy of like just being very attuned to like how things work. Right. But even that, like it still would just never occur to me on like a large scale that you running a wine company would be like tomorrow, December 2nd, 2021, I have to make like a business decision about the foil because mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be like, where the fuck is the foil coming from and yeah. where is the foil coming from erica yeah the, well that's the problem is the is the getting the foil that's you know there's just like a backup and right in, in production but we've been so fortunate like when we were when covid uh, started um you know our wine was available in places where people could buy it and right we um we were always able we we're always able to get the wine um, our our supply chain hasn't been too disruptive. That's this great. is like a small thing in the you know it's annoying but it, because but it touches yeah, all yeah, these it, different it, even it, the small things that are like yeah it's annoying. Is it a bottom line business decision? Yeah, it's not the end of the world at all. It's like a it's not the biggest decision, but and and we have been very lucky. So I'm gonna you know be okay about it if it's not perfect i'm glad well now i'll be paying very (laughs) close attention (laughs) now i'll be paying very close attention to it won't be that much the foil maybe it won't be in california either well you know i'll but i'll be looking yeah i'll be looking um i know one of the things i said to dan when the pandemic started was maybe i'll get into drinking and he was like that horrible idea yeah he's like i don't know if like maybe that's the hobby the low alcohol yeah exactly i'm like fun drinking and dan's like how about like books like how about you like watch a new show i don't know that you should like get into drinking but look like we had a lot of time if there was any time for me to like start a habit it was then but you know what? There's always 2022. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you'll keep these bottles for yourself. I, I definitely will. I, look, I'm not. Yeah. Like I 100 percent will. I mean, I'll pretend that I'm like going to gift them. But no, they're for me. They're for me. I'll have them tonight. Um, my my like my like third drink of 2021. Um, so okay, so let's talk about. We talked about. Uh, so uh, prior to Erica coming, I I asked her some some of the most important questions. I always try to ask every guest, which is, do you watch Selling Sunset? Uh, are you caught up? And um, if not, you know, what TV do you watch and do you want to talk about it? So you're not caught up with Selling Sunset yet. I have watched it. I'm not caught up. I'm not happy about it. Okay. I, it's on my list of things to do. I just want to give you a little spoiler alert. You know about who Chriselle is dating Oh, uh, Yeah, of course. That's nothing. In, that's not in this season. Oh, but I saw, I thought that 
No, they're nope. not dating yet in no. the season. In ten ep- in ten whole episodes, they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. It's, comes in season five. Oh wow! And t- when I tell you, it took me till halfway through the last episode of the season to be like, "Wait a minute, are we not going to talk about this?" I was pissed. I was actually driving to West Hollywood last week to meet a friend who was in town. Did you pass the office? I passed the, the, the <laughs> office. I. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. You know what we need to do? (laughs) You're a wine person. You know, they have, they they have O group wine Uh and everyone says it sucks. We need to get our hands on a bottle and you need to test O group wine. Okay. I'll bring you back. We'll drink it in this car. Can you get it? Or do you have to go to one of the, like an open house or do they even have open houses? I also have a ton of time. I'll go to open house and be like, how much for the O group wine? I mean, if they were smart, I assume there's a way to buy it Uh as a, fan yeah uh but i'm also but i'm they talk about how shitty that wine is so much that is a plot point i'd be dying to have someone who actually knows what they're doing is this season like equal parts real estate and drama or is it like heavier on the drama um it's equal parts drama and drama that's specifically about christine Okay. And and then there's a smattering and then they're like, Oh, a house. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I I what I loved about selling Sunset um in the first couple of seasons was there actually was a little bit of a focus on the house. Mm-hmm. It is an incomplete afterthought in season four. <laughs> and I understand that like maybe some people, there are so many real estate shows. Like maybe this is people aren't watching this for the houses. Yeah. I also just think that they find the ugliest houses LA has to offer. <laughs> um, they're like, oh my God, look at this expansive concrete. For $180 million. Yeah, dollars. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, there's new girl they brought in someone someone tweeted this and i thought it was very true and those of you who have already watched it will know that this is correct someone tweeted like they literally brought in two new characters just so they could keep talking about christine like different like like corners of christine's life um yeah i mean it's really just like i don't know kiara wrote the funniest thing today What's the other? There's Jason and, and Brett. Brett, and she said that she could tell the difference. And um, I'm a twin, and I think that that's funny. You are I, a twin. Yeah, I can't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kiara was like, I think I can tell the difference between Jason and Brett Oppenheim. So, um, and I think intervention. It's time for help. <laughs> um, there, the Mandela effect of our time will be people who remember it as the Oppenheimer group uh-huh. and the Oppenheim group. For a while, my group text about selling sunset was called the Oppenheimer group and a year and a half later we were like it's It's Oppenheim group (laughs) we were like that's not their name oh my god um that's amazing it was fun last summer like when I had nothing to do and uh you know we were still unvaxxed like I would take myself on drives into West Hollywood and just like pass the Oppenheim group and be like it's the Oppenheim group and just turn around (laughs) just to make sure it's there it's totally there and I would like I wanted to go see Davina's 75 million dollar property um which is like off the highway allegedly uh but i've never found it so i need to do some more like google pinpointing i did buy a gingerbread house village from target the other day and i said to dan let's make davina's 75 million dollar gingerbread house compound so that's on our and he watches it with you (laughs) he he watched season one and two and three he is not on four yet i think he needs to be in like a specific mental state yeah uh, but I also love a rewatch, so I'll happily like yeah. go in for round two and be like, and this is where they talk about Christine, and he'll be like, I know. Um, so, but you do watch Great British Bake Off, which I don't watch. Yes, Great British Baking Show. Watch. Just finished the last season on Friday when it came out on Netflix. Was there some drama around this season? 
I don't think there's been drama. I, there was someone who I think everyone assumed would make it to the finals, but then didn't. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking of. Um, but it's just just a great show. Do you find it soothing? I find it soothing. I find it a little bit funny. I find it like it's fascinating to see what kind of like creative showstoppers they come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, the different personalities, the different accents. It's mind-blowing. Yes. Um, you never know when something's going to be stodgy or not. Yes. You know, or... and, right. It's, it could be stodgy. Yeah. It could not be stodgy. It could stodgy. be a good bake. Right. It could be a good bake. <laughs> a good bite. Underbaked. Underbaked. Uh, I told you why I can't watch it. I know. <laughs> and it's because Paul Hollywood chews with his mouth open and talks, and it sends me through the roof. <laughs> I've never noticed Listen, I hope you never do because I, I don't want to ruin. Because we're watching the, we're about to watch the season, uh, the, the finals the of a final. previous season. Okay, well you'll notice now because he's always like, <laughs> <laughs> that would piss me off. So I, I, you know, they say misophonia is like not mm-hmm. real, but everyone who has allegedly has misophonia believes it's real. I have misophonia. If you were in a theater with me, and you have been in a theater with yeah. me, yeah, um, and you are crinkling, I will get whiplash throwing my head back and mm-hmm. glaring at you if you talk if you're I just cannot take it I used to get in trouble as a kid because I didn't like the way my dad chewed and I'd be like can you stop oh, chewing that no, way same I was like that then too how are you watching Paul I don't know eat biscuits I think, it's I think disgusting. I, I am like that too but my <laughs> I think it's because there's so much like else to think Other about elements. when you're looking at him you're like it's there's the shirts, there's the skin tone. <laughs> yeah. There's like, you're a baker. Like, how come I don't know anything about sure. you, your life as a baker, other than you're on the Great British Baking sure. Show? I've never even looked into it. And yet, all I hear and all I see is. <laughs> it's like the worst ASMR you've ever heard. It sends my blood boiling. Dan loves it. My in laws love it. They um, put on a few episodes over Thanksgiving, and I was like digging my nails into my skin because I was like, <laughs> I can't. You have to be excused. But I love. I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. They're like, it's five thirty. Um, but I do. I wish I. You know what? I should watch it on silent, honestly, with subtitles, mm-hmm. because I do love watching them be like. We made a. Well, there was a guy this season because we watched it. Like, who made like a big cake and then looked like a baby? <laughs> did you see that? Um, I'm sure I did. I don't always okay. remember. Like, it was every like big. Jasper's like baby cake, and it was like a <laughs> ba- literal baby cake. And I was like, Yeah, I need it. Cool. Yeah, when you binge a bunch of seasons, they all start kind of like blending oh, sure. in. I mean, look, I watch Housewives. I understand that they all look alike. It's all the same. Yeah, like. I would love to try to like be tested on everyone's names and oh, see what yeah. I can do. I, I what I like the most about Great British Baking Show or Bake Off or whatever they call it now is like just the camaraderie is so nice. Like mm-hmm. Top Chef is so no pun intended, searing and so like cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, Great British Bake Off, they're like Oh, I did not want you to go home. Like I would have laid down my life for you to stay yeah. with your baby cake, and then, but also that they get to go home every week, and then they just come back on the weekend. Yeah, this they're never so like pump fisting when they win. You know, no. like you see on other shows, like yes, yeah, you they're know? always like, oh, I'm so sad to have won because it meant my friend might have to go home. They're like, oh, Lucy, Lucy, 
has to go home. And I'm like, geez, man, enjoy yeah, your win. They're really competitive with themselves mm. and not with it's the like other bakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a sweetness, pun intended. Pun intended. Um, okay, so I did not know. I knew that you were at the Times, but I don't know that I knew that you were specifically doing product recommendations. So now I'm a little confused as to why you were so nervous about what you were going to bring and you were hemming and hawing and because it's been a while it's been a while and also I kind of like stopped thinking about it okay. after you know then I was like right you just washed your hands clean I kind of washed my hands clean and I mean I still I mean and it was specifically like fashion mm. and it wasn't really like um like gadgets and stuff which I've never really been super sure. knowledgeable about um but I've always been really into fashion and so, like, I still, like, look at fashion shows sometimes, and I'm curious, but I used to have to, you know, shop, see what was out there. Like, I, you know, one day, you know, to, to come up with what I wanted my column to be about, it's like, I just walk around the city and go to a bunch of stores and see what new designers were yeah. out there, what looked good. It was fun. Sometimes yeah. it was based on, like, you know, new collabs, sure. new brands or whatever. The Bill Cunningham way of yeah, just experiencing and, <laughs> totally. fashion. And, um... Yeah, I just don't think about it as much anymore. And but I also don't know like I mean, I put clothes on. I also like don't know what my style is anymore or how to dress. Well, my style is sweatpants. I think yeah. everyone's style is like comfort. Yeah. I-, I do like people that have taken that to the next level. Right. I haven't. Um, but I appreciate others that have. But like, yeah, it's like it 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 is a little I don't know. I went to a bar the other night for a friend's birthday party and like just to have to get dressed again to, in, in like a not going to the grocery store, not visiting my family, not seeing just like a close friend, but like going out. Yeah. I've been to the, symph- the L.A. Phil a uh-huh. few times and I get dressed when, you know, when I go do that. And it's like the most I've gotten dressed. Yeah. But it's so fun like to wear like a blazer. Totally. And like a, you know, like you know yeah yeah yeah, all yeah. Black ensemble yeah like a like a formal like moment like a smart you know like you're going on a yeah like you're meeting, diane Keaton, you know, di- yeah. in like a nancy myers movie yeah like with really a scarf fun. and a turtleneck yeah i went to a black tie wedding in october and like you really would have thought that I've, i'd never left the house before <laughs> i knew, i honestly thought about shoes like three days before i left i like had the dress and everything was like all set and i was like fuck shoes also shoes and i don't know that i would have done that like two years ago yeah but like my mind is just so far from like um having to purchase things that like create an outfit for a place probably similar to the la phil it's like you have to a certain attire is expected of you right and it's like that's a lot of pressure when you haven't flexed those muscles in two years totally i'm like how about this old navy t-shirt will this work for the black tie wedding because i have a few of them right exactly and but you know my head's not there but maybe next time i'll I'll whip out my lux old navy t-shirts um so what did you land on okay so i landed on something that i first bought at that time 15 years ago okay and then i just ordered a new one okay it's a it's a black um slip and it's kind of has like a 90s feel from this designer organic by john patrick which is something that when i got and i was like in my you know like going out in new york right you know at that age i would wear like 
under you know like for holiday times i'd wear it like under a cute jacket or with like a sweater and a belt but i also used it to wear under dresses and things like that need a slip like everyone needs at some point in their life right a slip right but then starting at the pandemic i've worn it as like loungewear sure. and sleepwear and it la- has la- I mean I'm still gonna you know I'm still keeping the one that I've had for like a million years but it's this great like washable it's like a cupro fabric but it's it's like a washable silk how it feels like even though it's organic so it's and it's really lasted nice. this long it's lasted this long so when I bought it it was probably the first bought it it was like probably under a hundred dollars okay now the the length that I have it's like to the knee uh-huh. like a shorter is like 155 dollars but the longevity that i've had it it comes yeah. with me like on every trip yeah on everything he makes them in different colors it's like a true staple yeah for you. it's like the kind of thing that when you read like what every you know thing you know like a vogue like what everyone should need by their, their like 30 yeah, yeah. you know or 40 like this is definitely that thing that everyone needs it um and so but I've loved it for comfort wear. Sorry to interrupt you. Is it like no, I'll wear it, it with like a sweat, like a cardigan over it and slippers. And I feel like I look cute in my house. Like yeah. I really care about That's sleep wear. Well, yeah, right. I mean, you everyone has their, their day lounge yeah. wear and their night lounge wear. So I'm trying to imagine this from like a size perspective, like. Do you get it to be fitted because if it's a slip or do you get it to be a little looser it's because little you're bit, lounging I, in it? Like, yeah, mine's a little bit looser. Okay. You know, I don't have like a million sizes okay. to, to compare it to. Okay. Um, I think that they go up to XL. Okay. I'm not sure. We could ask him to, to keep making more sizes. I would love that. I mean, I love the inclusivity conversation always. Yeah. But, but also just the idea of even having, because I'm sure there are, even if this isn't, it doesn't go past XL. The idea of having like a nice yes. black slip. Right. This is the one that you happen to love. They more exist out there for all sizes. Right. But it's interesting that you have literally found it to be that versatile for as long as you've had it. Right. It's versatile in different ways. Like sure. I don't wear it the same way that I wear it now, but I love it the same as I did. Then I'm so happy that I have it. Mm-hmm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And it's from like this like kind of small, you know, it's made in in the US, it's like the small New York designer that I happened to meet during like fashion editor days mm-hmm. that if I had never met him, I would have never known about it. Right. And I would have never cared about it. Right. But well, once you do put well, of it on, you have that you're like, yeah. yeah. And like you could wear a t-shirt under it, you know, it but that 90s, yeah, you know, I was it gonna does, say. It's not, but it doesn't, it still looks fresh, you know, it's kind of like the row, you know, totally. Um, it's classic. It's classic. It's classic. And it, and it lends itself well to all the different trends that are coming back because you and would never have thought about wearing a T-shirt under it 15 years ago. Right. And I think you could wear it like, you know, over a bathing suit. You could wear it like a million different ways. And it really has lasted. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I mean, that's $100 it's ve- well spent. Yeah. It was very well spent. Um. So... Do you ever get nervous? And we talk about this a lot on G Thanks. The idea of like, I know that 
since I was in my late 20s and now I'm in my mid 30s, this idea of like my personal style does not change that often from year to year. So when I do find something that I love, I tend to be an extreme hoarder about Mm -hmm. it because I'm like, I've been burned before when you're like, oh, I love this. And then like a year later, you're like, I'm going to go back and get one of these and like doesn't exist anymore. Right. And there's something in its place that's called the exact same thing, but isn't what you bought a year ago. (laughs) Don't you ever do you get so you're on your second one? Yeah, but I was still keeping the other one. No, I know. But like, how have you not bought like 10? Right. Is my question. Because I know that it's a style that he's done for 15 years. So it's not going to. Yeah, it's a staple. What other colors does he have? And would you and if you were to do another color, what would you pick? There's just like a silver, which I think would be really nice. Also under like as a slip under certain things that you need a slip under would really look cool. That Mm -hmm. contrast. And I just like I love just like being at home wearing a slip and like a big sweater like I said and it's just I feel you know like cute cozy core yeah Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think the first time I ever wore a slip as an adult it's just kind of like a um a piece of attire kind of fallen to the wayside for our generation right like I feel like my mom probably owned like a million slips my grandmother like only wore like she would never wear a skirt without a slip right like it could be an opaque skirt and she would still have worn a slip. Yeah. And then before that, it was like petticoats. So, like, it's funny that, like, that's just not totally in our staple pieces. Right. And, well, but, I th- but you always kind of need one. I mean, I used to wear it much more for, like, a sheer black dress sure. I had. But, you know, now, if you look at the fashion, you just wear your bra and underwear. I know. <laughs> under it. But again, though, like... Done, but not for everyone. Well, no, I know. And, and, I mean, I'm, like, jealous of the teenagers. I'm like, congratulations on your bra and underwear. But I'm like... But I wouldn't do it. No, I would have like 15 years ago. Yeah. But right now I I wouldn't do it. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm too old, but because I'm like, no, I like more clothes. Right. (laughs) The more, the better. Um, It's a layering piece. It's a layering piece. It's funny. And now that you're saying that, so I'm wearing one right now, but we've been very into this bra from the gap. Mm -hmm. It's like a ribbed bralette. And the way that we have been talking about it is that I bought it and I said, what I said it was perfect for was when you are hanging out with your in-laws or even your own family and you're like, I want to be in my pajamas or my loungewear, but you're like, I don't want to wear like a regular bra, but I also can't wear no bra. Right. This is what you wear. Right. And I ran into this problem a few years ago because um, my husband's Thanksgiving is uh like a three-day event. Like there's lots of different things and elements to it. And some of it includes like putting on your sweatpants and like watching television with everybody and like everyone kind of like half passes out. Dan didn't warn me of that the first time. So I didn't really bring, like I was like in jeans and then I had like a t-shirt to sleep in, but I didn't have like a lounge outfit that like matched or was clean. Um, And I was kind of like, why didn't you tell me this? But like, imagine finishing Thanksgiving dinner and then sitting on the couch with like your essentially new boyfriend and all of his family that you just met. And you have to watch like love actually in jeans. And that's what was my experience. So now I like all I bring to Thanksgiving is like lounge suits. Yeah. This. Yeah. So this was the the piece, this bra that like kind of we were all talking about as this like, you know, staple this kind of bra, like hold your nipples in like, you know, you can be around like your dad and it's like not weird. <laughs> and a few people messaged me over the holiday weekend and they were like, I am one person was at Disney World and one person was at the airport and both of them said the same thing, which was I just saw a teenager wearing the bra as a shirt. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I thought, yeah, of course, they're teenagers. Like, yeah, we are not. I'm not wearing the bra as a shirt. Right. And this- if you guys want to, that's great. No. <laughs> yeah. This slip is not for watching love actually sure. with your in-laws unless you're like <laughs> styling it up, you know, unless but you're it styling is, like, it. Yes. for like watching selling sunset and drinking a glass of wine or, I you like know, that. like hanging out with a loved one, but not, uh, you know, other family members, a loved one that you're intimate with. I was going to say fucking, <laughs> but you, you did it much nicer. Um, okay. No, I, yeah, I, I wasn't planning on wearing like a slip to hang out with my yeah, father. Totally. It would be, fun if you could be that comfortable and sure. it was like socially acceptable maybe in parts of europe it is you know <laughs> yeah, right, exactly but here we are in california <laughs> not, not not the europe of america what is, what do you think the europe of america is the europe of america yeah like where in america would you be wearing a slip in front of your in-laws and never nowhere no, yeah no like literally nowhere i mean i mean like maybe if i was um like a Oh, I guess you wouldn't be married then. I was like, if I was like a tween, you know, like right. when I first wore like slip dresses. Right. But it wouldn't be like, but you'd be wearing it as like clothes. Right. I know. So, right. Go to Europe if you want to get crazy yeah. with the slip Maybe dress. Maybe with this, I think you could pull it off like over a bathing suit, you know, but it'd be kind of like a sexy moment. Sure. Do you watch Real Housewives? I don't. Okay. There is. So they go on this girl's trip. It's like this new show. They basically pulled two of the originals from every little city every little city, every city, put them all together in Turks and Caicos. Ramona, who has been there since season one in New York, comes downstairs, she's 65 years old, and more power to her, wearing a beach cover-up, but no bathing suit underneath. <laughs> oh my God. She's just wearing a macrame beach cover-up with a thong and nipple covers, and oh all the women are like, what? And I'm just sort of imagining she would wear this slip incorrectly. Right. And in oh the my wrong God. company. Okay, I need to look at this slip. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I actually, I, it's too dark in here, but I'll send you a link. It's really pretty. Now, um, what size do you have and how does it fit for you just so I can get a sense of like what size I would need to order? Okay. I have a small, but I think that it has like given a bit, okay. you know? Loosened up over yeah, time. Yeah, it's definitely loosened up over, over time okay. as I have loosened up over time, you know? Haven't we all? Um, okay. So, yeah. A small. I think okay. about your like whatever like around your, you know, t-shirt yeah i would probably do like a larger extra large based on like how i wanted something to fit right but i guess also i could see myself buying two you know one for the slip situation Mm -hmm. a little bit snugger Mm -hmm. and one for the lounge situation yeah but i also like i said am a hoarder so i would never just buy one right i would always just buy two yeah i also want to say like i'm not really like a sexy dresser you know so it's like it's nice to like if you're gonna be at home to just be like hmm I can be sexy, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to really, like, put it all out there. No, I'm with you. I mean, like, that's one of the things about watching Selling Sunset that, like, boggles the mind. (laughs) The heels. The heels and the, like, the amount of, like, breast that is, like, at these real estate open houses. I think that way when I watch it, too. I'm like, how are you doing that? You know? It's in awe. Like, no judgment. Totally. I'm just like, Wow. I could never. Yeah, when I show cleavage, like it's all I'm thinking about is like I'm. Sh- there's cleavage like, available this right now. Much. Yeah, I'm wearing a V-neck shirt right now, and I'm like showing Erica my cleavage. It's like very minimal, but I would literally be like the whole time. Yeah, and Chriselle is out there just 
like Ramona, just wearing a thong and nipple pasties and a bathing suit cover selling houses. But maybe that's the Hollywood of it all. I know. I mean, I have worn some heels in my day, but mm. never as high as them and never like as consistently. It's like the only shoes that they wear. Wait until you see Christine because Christine, of course, just had a child. And so she is post birth. And there is a scene where she is wearing sky high white stiletto leather boots that say rich AF on them <laughs> and like a camo uh, bodysuit. And oh my God. she literally goes her like, um, <laughs> you know, her voiceover goes, I'm just excited because I do feel that I'm dressing more maternal yeah. lately. And she's, I'm like maternal, <laughs> maternal. Okay. Uh, but that's, but then again, these women are operating in a hum- completely different planet than I am. Yeah. Um, you know, even the ones who are more buttoned up, I'm still like, wow, a lot of, that's a lot of boob. Do you always say absolute loungewear when you said text me that you were in the absolute loungewear? Because <laughs> I really like that as like a business concept, you know? Absolute loungewear means I am, yeah, I'm in my full, I threw a jean jacket on cause it was a little chilly. Uh, but yes, absolutely. When I say I'm in absolute loungewear, it means not one piece of clothing <laughs> on my body is not yeah. loungewear. You can adopt that if you want. I love it. Let's put it. Let's put it out in the world. Definitely, it's going to come back to you. So tell me before we sign off where everyone can buy Yes Way Rose. Um, when they can expect to get bubbles with or without foil. Well, it will have foil. Okay, you know? just depending on just if, just depending. It might not be the perfect foil in, okay. in a small amount. You know, <laughs> I'm sure all of you listening <laughs> yeah. definitely. I know this crowd. This we don't top, notice. Top of mind. <laughs> we don't notice these things. Um, yeah, let everyone know where they can shop. Um, not everybody who listens is from California or even America. So if that's something that's available elsewhere, I'd love to know about it. And tell everyone when they can follow you online. Well, you can head to yesyourrose.com and we have a store finder. We're available all over the country in stores. So just enter your zip code in major, you know, retailers and independent wine stores and restaurants. So find it near you and you can find by product if you want, you know, the still wine or bubbles or mini bubbles. Great holiday gifts. Yep. And um, we are also available in Canada and Australia. Amazing. So, if you're there. We do have, apps, uh, uh, as, as far as I know, two listeners in Australia. Holler. And I'm obsessed with you guys. I have no idea how you got here or how you can even stomach the fact that I talk like this. So, okay. Yes, Way Rosé for you. Yes. And um, follow us at Yes Way Rosé on Instagram. I'm excited. Okay. And you did mention you're the fourth biggest or the third french rosé who is in third place oh my gosh that's a good question i know whispering angels number one. Oh my gosh we have to overthrow whispering, yeah, we angel, have to overthrow whispering angel and the other two doesn't matter okay you know? <laughs> 2022 g thinks just bought at pod goals we're gonna move <laughs> we are gonna move whispering angel down the list it's like and i will always bring it back to housewives it's like when Teresa judice's publisher said Teresa's book is number one and the pope is number two i want that for erica i want Thank that for so <laughs> yes my rosé and i believe that as a team we can get there new year's resolutions okay you guys um that has been another episode of g thanks just bought it of course we will link to everything we talked about the slip um, the bra, if you haven't heard me talk about it already, everything in the show notes, so you can go purchase your own. I will also, um, figure out the sizing on the slip and find some, uh, other options, other options, because I think we all need a black slip. Totally. And 
I will also when you can wa- lounge in and right. feel empowered. I want to feel empowered while I'm yeah, literally like, horizontal on my yeah, couch. Absolutely. That means so much to me. Erica, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys, see you next week. You just listened to another episode of Do You Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 245 0736 with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash G Thanks and friends.